0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Real Clear Politics Takeaway for Tuesday, April 25th. I'm Tom Bevan, co founder and president of Real Clear Politics. And
1: I'm Carl Cannon, Washington Bureau Chief, at least last time I checked. Tom? <laughs>
0: <laughs> what are you saying, Carl? It was a big day in the media industry with people getting fired. Are you, are you suggesting that you are no longer. There were some firings yesterday, Tom, uh, people you may have heard of. Uh, like? Tucker Carlson and Don Lemon or as Tucker pronounces it Don Lamont Don Lemon.
1: oh and also Jeff Schell CEO of BCU. well that was from a couple days yeah. ago and that
0: was a difference yeah. but the the Tucker News landed yesterday Carl like a nuclear explosion because it was completely out of the blue in fact there's a lot of speculation about what caused it but if you go back and look at you know, Tucker's exit on Friday afternoon, he said, we'll be back on Monday. There were rumors that he was prepping the show per normal, you know, was lining up his guests. And the producers were working. Fox was promoing the show, show Monday morning. And they know. were promo. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And then suddenly this terse statement gets issued uh, midday saying that they are parting ways and they wish them the best, yada, yada, yada. So, and there's a lot of speculation about what led to this, whether it was – You know, Rupert Murdoch gave the order or that Tucker, you know, there was some sort of editorial conflict where he was produced, you know, prepping a a segment and someone told him he couldn't run it. He's always claimed on his show that he's never been censored. They've never told him what he could or could not say. Maybe this was the first time. And he was just like, you know what? You can take this job and shove it. Um, Irrespective of that, since we don't know enough about it. Wait, wait, wait. wait. The context is Fox agreed
1: to pay Dominion uh, this this. Voting machines company seven hundred and eighty seven million dollars in a settlement. Yes, and after these emails came through, and some of some of the most embarrassing ones were from Tucker Carlson himself. So you know that's the context here. That's just an awful lot of money. And if if uh, if this guy's not yep. taking any blame for it, and he's not he's not contrite at all, you can see how Fox executives might have had a different attitude. I mean about. Tucker Carlson's famed independence, how they might've looked at it differently after after agreeing to pay that much money.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, how much money is it going to cost them to not have the number one rated show on cable news of all time in their lineup starting last night?
1: Well, they be- they better come up with somebody soon. Uh, he had a hell of a following.
0: He had a hell of a following. And I guess that's what I want to ask about is more the political context. If you have You you have this massively influential voice within the nationalist, you know, populist movement. This is Tucker always talked about he he wasn't a big fan of the Republican Party. He certainly certainly gave it to the Republican establishment and Mitch McConnell and all those folks. I mean, he was really speaking to Trump's base, I think, night in and night out on his show. And now, assuming he's gonna maybe he shows up somewhere on Rumble or one of these other platforms and and you know, certain amount of people will tune into him, but he, it's hard to imagine who will still have the same influence he had on Fox. It's just such a huge platform. How's that going to change our political landscape, and, and in particular, the you know the twenty twenty four Republican nomination, or, or or will it not have an effect? Well, if if Tucker Carlson, who now lives in Maine, decides to
1: run a New Hampshire primary for president, it could certainly <laughs> change the landscape. Um, there, there were. To me, you, you look at that- and you, He poo-pooed that idea, didn't he? Well, that was- Because there were people talking about- he, That was when he was gainfully employed. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like I don't know. I, I know him. You know him. We don't know him well. He's not a friend. He's an acquaintance. I don't know what's in his mind and heart, but believe me, there were people who are going to ask him if he wants to run. There are people who think sure. that he could be he could be a, a, a version of Donald Trump, that, You know, younger, uh, more telegenic even than Trump. Even better on television, well, on certainly John. more
0: more eloquent,
1: yeah, better spoken,
0: that's right and and obviously his own man, did you see by the way, this um either clips or the full speech that he remarks he gave at the Heritage Foundation's fiftieth gala event that took place? I think it was Friday night, I think I saw the clips on Saturday morning where he talked about he he gave a fifteen minute speech and then sat down for like a q and a. I think we ended up we ran it on the website over the weekend. I mean, it was it was zipping around on social media pretty good. Um, did you see his remarks? Well, it's funny, I knowing what I know now, I would watched it, but I watched actually Ron
1: DeSantis' speech to Heritage instead. Okay, so it, it, was very, it was. Well,
0: Tucker talked about how the old way of doing business, the old way of viewing the world, as a sort of political disagreements between you know left and right and Democrat and Republican are are no longer yeah. operative in his opinion, and that we're witnessing is something that's much more serious, severe, existential, good versus evil. Um, And he cited the transgender activist movement as, as one example of how um, that, which again, I think is why the comments were, went as viral as they did. Um, Shifting gears though, you mentioned Don (laughs) Lemon. We'll spend a minute or two on him. Well, so Don Lemon is out and, and, I, there's
1: Every once in a while, the headlines will give you a flavor of what's going on. So the headline in on USA Today was, I am stunned. Don Lemon fired by CNN, network disputes details. Then the Forbes headline was, Don Lemon fired by CNN after 17 years, a timeline of his controversies. So here's a guy who was, to me, on thin ice for a long time. And uh, I don't know what finally led to it. But Tom, you thought of this. I thought of this at lunch. I was telling Will Salatin of the Bulwark about it. If you could come up with a venue that had the bandwidth and you wanted to have a show with Don Lemon and Tucker Carlson opposing each other, you probably have to do it remotely. I don't think they could be in the same studio, but I submit to you it would get pretty good ratings right out of the shoot.
0: It'd be like a Crossfire 2.0 with It'd those be guys. like
1: Crossfire on steroids and crystal meth.
0: <laughs> I'm not sure that those gentlemen could speak to each other, even remotely and, and have arguments against each other. You
1: say that, but they'd be laughing all the way to the bank.
0: I'm sure. Uh, but Don Lemon, you know, he released this tweet that said that he was stunned and that he was, you know, that management could have at least, you know, reached out to him personally instead of going through his agent after he gave him 17 years. Yeah, And then CNN's PR uh twitter account released its own statement that said that don lemon was wrong and that they had offered for him to meet with management and that you know and someone 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 chirped that it was ironic that don lemon was spreading fake news as he was <laughs> about his own demise at cnn but he had had a number of controversies recently and then uh, there was an article i think it was in i think it was in variety a couple of weeks ago this Sort of vicious hit piece against him from something that was twenty years old that they brought back up, and that was that was the telltale sign that uh, that he was on his way out. I think digging up that skeleton and chucking it, you know, out in front of everyone. Well, the,
1: the the yeah, but it was part of a narrative that some people were, that he wasn't nice to colleagues, that he wasn't a nice guy. He had this very soothing on air manner, you know, but the stuff that came out of his mouth sometimes was shocking. The, the latest was this strange attack on Nikki Haley in which he said she was over the hill. It was sexist and ageist and pastor prime. I yeah. And sexist, ageist and, and completely utterly gratuitous. And, uh, so seeing, you know, CNN's trying, if you've been watching that network, Tom, they've been trying to move. I have to, not moved back towards the middle, <laughs> move back towards their, <laughs> their roots as a, a, a sort of neutral news gathering organization. It's been a while. Um, since that,
0: what's MSNBC doing? Uh,
1: well, I, if I was if I was a controversial talking head at that network, I'd be looking over my shoulder this morning. You look at to your to your right, right to your right uh, is Fox News. To, to your just there's CNN letting. I mean, who who? So who on MSNBC who's been hanging by their fingernails, Tom? We shouldn't speculate.
0: Well, Joy Reid's just you know. <laughs> Mehdi Hassan was accused of plagiarism last week. So, you know, there's that, but no, but I'm interested though, Carl. I mean, we've seen, we've seen these, these huge personalities and they, you know, Bill O'Reilly, for example, is one who was, I mean, he was the undisputed leader of cable for like 10 plus years. He had the highest rated show on cable for 10 plus years and was just sort of unceremoniously out the door. I mean, it was obviously a different situation, but, um, you know, but not to be heard from again. Do you, th- I just wonder, I, I get the sense that this is not the last we'll hear of Tucker Carlson. No, he's uh, going to yeah. show up somehow, some way in a, in, in maybe a bigger, stronger way. Well, if I, that's possible,
1: I don't know. I was thinking of Howard Stearns, Howard Stern supposedly committed career suicide and, and he, instead, you know, he left and went to, just went to a, you know, Sirius XM satellite radio venue. Remember that he made a lot of money mm-hmm. in a movie, uh, there, this is a time you now Glenn Beck left Fox and he took it to a different
0: platform this is started it started the blaze yeah
1: this is a time of, of things are possible you know is
0: Megan Kelly's it, doing her thing or she's got that on the know, one show and podcast yeah and, on
1: the one on the one hand you want to say uh, you know nobody none of these guys are bigger than Fox News and the bill O'Reilly example shows it but the other way to look at it is that we're in an era a transition era in journalism we, we're talking to you online. If you're listening to us, you're, it's, we're not, we're not traditional media. We're online only, uh, our business model, real clear politics. We offer, um, the content for free at least for now we have, and it's left, right, and center. We don't have an ideological bias, but there are, you know, that's our, that's our brand. There are different ways of doing business. I yeah, I agree with you. I don't think this is the end of Tucker Carlson. I think his voice will be present in American politics for a while.
0: All right. One other media story to touch on real quickly before we go: Uh, BuzzFeed News was shut down. BuzzFeed was the hottest media property in the world for a number of years back in the mid, you know, teens. Started by Jonah Peretti, then they, you know, it was all everyone laughed because it was all listicles and you know cat gifs and all this stuff. And then they hired Ben Smith to start this news organization, which. Gave it the patina of legitimacy and allowed them to access advertisers that they otherwise wouldn't have. Neiman Lab produced a timeline, which, which you know, I tweeted about this morning, of from BuzzFeed's inception to the closing of BuzzFeed News, and it's pretty remarkable how they rose and then fell as quickly as they did, and a lot of it was tied to Facebook and social media. I mean, they did they were not producing a, a physical paper. They were, uh, you know, didn't really have people. People weren't necessarily going to the BuzzFeed website to access BuzzFeed news. They were getting it all via social. And when Facebook changed their algorithm, BuzzFeed's traffic collapsed and they just were not able to. And at that point, they had hired like, I don't know, 150 journalists, like all around the globe. They had a UK office. They had all sorts of, you know, sort of a cautionary tale of, of, uh, folks thinking that they were able to do something with the news business that g- going in the exact opposite direction of where the trends have been going for you know I don't know ten at least ten years maybe twenty years and now they're in the dustbin of history. They did one really sterling bit of work.
1: They won a Pulitzer Prize two years ago for investigate international reporting very. Not only a Pulitzer Prize, a prestigious category of Pulitzer Prize for a months long investigation in the long term detention, incarceration uh, and persecution in China. And then less nobly, they printed the whole now discredited, thoroughly discredited (laughs) Steele dossier with all of this uh, fantastic information. Some of it, none of it proven, much of it disproven, and some of it just farcical on its face at the time. So that's, you know, that's the. Yin and the Yang of that Buzzfeed, but uh, look, anytime 150 journalists lose their jobs and another outlet um, goes away, I think the American, you know, voters are are ill served, and that that's actually, you know, part of this landscape. With uh, Tucker Carlson, Don Lemon were special cases, but the content business is a tough business. Tom, uh, advertising's down, readerships down, the audience is ever more fractured. It's, it's a difficult business to make money and be profitable, even if your goal is not to make huge salaries like Sunday's anchors, but just to stay in business and keep giving people the news. It's a, it's a cautionary tale
0: is right. All right. On that happy note, <laughs> we will leave it there for today. I'm Tom Bevin, co-founder, president of RCP.
1: And I'm Carl Cannon, Washington bureau chief. And this has been the Real Clear Politics Takeaway for Tuesday, April 25th, 2023.